Hey guys, welcome to this week's What Women Binge with my co-host Amanda Lee. Um, today we are going to, we're going to talk about some things we've been catching up on and whatnot, some topics we want to talk about, but first we want to address, address the fact that we are in Nashville. Yes. And that, uh, we were, um, in very close proximity to, um, the people affected by, um, the school shooting on Monday, um, at the Covenant Church School. Um, tough topic. To talk about. Very. But it's important. It is important. And we feel like being locals, we should address this. We should talk about it and tell our kind of stories and perspectives, but not, we're not going to get political. We're not going to, no. um, I just, some of you have probably seen on, on Instagram and whatnot that I talked about, um, my experience with it, which was bizarre. Like, first of all, I was in Connecticut when Sandy Hook happened. My son was in first grade. The schools were built sort of identical. Mm-hmm. And if you remember Sandy Hook, the shooter went in the building, turned left, and basically took out the first grade. And that would have been my son had it been our school. And we were a few miles away, uh, same county, different towns. Um, principals were friends. Like, just, it was it was too close to home for me. And for that's sure. that changed my life. Sandy Hook, 9-11 changed my life, and then Sandy Hook changed my life. And... Um, and yet, in that one, I felt so helpless. There was nothing I could do. I immediately started calling Disney or PR people. What can we do? How can we help the victims, the families, the survivors, the responders? Um, but just felt helpless. Never was able to really reach out and help the way I wanted to. And somehow yesterday, uh, our school was out. We were doing conferences. And I was driving to our conference, my husband and I. And uh, we saw a helicopter and we are like, that's really weird. And then... We tried to get across the street, and uh, one cop car was just there kind of directing traffic to turn. We turned, and the car in front of us stopped, and all of a sudden I saw a bunch of—a a teacher. On the, this is the part I'll never forget. A teacher coming out with no abandon, just walking into the street, stopping traffic, and all of a sudden all these tiny children going by. And she's just trying to get them by. Like, the look on her face just changed my life. Like, I was trying to understand— what she's doing. Why is she taking these children on this five-lane street? What is she doing? What is her purpose? And then I'm looking and I realize she's coming out of the woods. Something's wrong. And then I'm right. thinking back to the helicopter and the cop. So I get out and I, I get out of the car. My husband stayed in the car and I found out later it was because he was worried that they would. he realized quicker than I did, I think, what was going on. And he didn't want to be a strange man in the area. So I got out of the car and I went and helped these children cross the street and I'm picking one up off the, oh my gosh, picking one up off the, um, out of the woods. They're literally coming through the woods like this. And this little girl looks at me and goes, what did she say? What are we, what are we doing? Or what's going on? What's going on? And I was like, we're just going to cross the road. And I was hoping that she doesn't hear, she doesn't know me. So maybe she doesn't know the fear in my voice, but it's really quickly dawning on me. Like exactly, this is not a fire drill. This isn't, they are running across the road. Something is going on really bad. Something is worse behind them than them crossing this street and putting children on the side of basically right. a highway. Uh, no, it is a highway. It is a highway. A very busy highway. Everybody just stopped. All the cars stopped. There were no police there yet, except for the one down the street. And so we got the kids across, and I stayed on this side because the teachers seemed to be like, they didn't make eye contact. Somehow I found out this was a kindergarten class, but nobody really talked to me except for the children. And I didn't want to go near them because I wasn't sure I could keep it together to mm-hmm. go comfort them that I didn't want to be a wreck. 
And it seemed like the teachers did not want to engage. They didn't want to talk. They, you well, know, they had one priority in that moment, and that is get these kids to safety. And I, it, it's so clear to me after the fact. But at the moment, I was like, well, that's kind of rude. Like, I'm trying to help. But I didn't put together that they are probably, A, holding it together, B, a, like, running for their lives and trying to save every one of these 20-something babies that are running across the street. Like, it was literally like a mama duck and her little ducklings, like, running across the street. And all traffic stopped without any police or anything. Nobody moved. Nobody moved. A few people got out of the cars and helped. But for the most part, everyone just sat there and was, I think everyone's trying to process what is going on. Right. And all of a sudden, all these cops come. And it's probably, I mean, I don't think I've ever, by the time I'd sat there about a half an hour, 200 police cars had come. Right. It was, I mean, the sirens, The it was just insane. It was the saddest thing I've ever witnessed. And then we went up to try to comfort the children. And one little girl said she liked my pink shirt. And I said, I like your shirt too. And... Then they started walking down the road, but I didn't know how to help, and I didn't know if I should follow. But a woman behind me goes, my children are in that school. And I turned to her, and I was like, okay, she needs me. Like, they seem like they're okay. Their teachers are taking them. They're safe. She needs me. And at that point, now cops are starting to build up on the street, um, and it's very clear what's going on. And this woman, we sit down, and this other woman comes up, and we all pray together, and she tells me about her children, and... My husband goes and asks the police officer, what can we do and, and, and um, where, where can we take this woman and her children are in the school? He said, go to the fire station. So my husband said, I'm going to drive you because you're too upset. So he drives her around the corner. First one's in the police station, fire station, and her kids come in from the back room. So oh, she was reunited God. right there. Yeah. She was reunited with her children right there. And Mark said he stood there because more people come running up the street. Where do we go? What do we do? And Mark started pointing people in the right direction, kind of directing people. And then he was like, I just felt like I was in the way and I wanted to help, but I didn't know how. I'm just a strange guy, like looking in the woods. Are there more kids in the woods coming out? You know, what, what do we need to do? And it was just feeling helpless, you know, and like, but wanting to help. And, uh, but it was, it was just, I mean, it was, it was, I'll never forget every moment of it and trying to piece it together, though, after to find out how did I know they were in kindergarten? How did the timeline work? When did this happen? When did that happen? And um, putting it together and then, of course, coming and hugging you. You were the first yeah. person I saw after. Well, when you'd called me, I was 10 minutes away and I <clears throat> dropped everything I was doing, obviously, and got as close to it as I could. I couldn't get to the school. And praise the Lord, this was not our children's school. I just want to clarify that. Yeah, yeah. But our children's school is very close by this other place. And um, so I was heading there as well for our conferences. And so I, I couldn't get through. There was no way I was going to get through to get to Melissa. So I just stayed at our school and waited in the parking lot. But it's so close by. I mean, you could hear, I mean, the helicopters hovering right over my head. And there's unmarked police vehicles flying through the parking lot to avoid the intersections and the sirens. I mean, there's so many going off at one time. I mean, I didn't know we had that many police in it Metro was Nashville. A like, noise that I will never forget. Yeah, it was. And just a knowing, lot. I mean, just a few blocks away, I'm sitting there and my life is okay. And knowing what's on the other side of that was really hard. Um, I've never been so relieved to see you. I know. In my whole life, um, and we stood there in the parking lot with some of the other parents and we prayed and, you know, we were just. It was a very somber and traumatic like day. Telling people too, like standing in that parking lot as we were hugging, and this other mom comes walking up to us, just tears pouring, and um, and another mom walked by and was like, "Morning," and we were like, "She's like, what's going on?" But 
And she had no idea. I couldn't say it. Like, I couldn't say the. I was like, am I allowed to, like. I know. It It feels like if school. you're going to say the words out loud, it makes it real. And, yeah. Well, was... and at that point, we hadn't seen the news. We don't know. All We're just assuming with what we've seen. Right. And then I was sitting there. Mark took the woman to the fire station, and he was down there. But I got it back in our car, which was facing the direction. And they didn't let traffic move for 30 minutes. And while I was sitting there, that's when the ambulances went by. And that's when I knew what had actually happened. Because when we were praying on the hill with the woman, I was telling her, I was trying to comfort her by saying, we don't know what happened. We don't know what's going on right now. We knew we had heard, someone had said they had heard some gunshots, but we don't know. It was outside the school, the police, we don't know. And then when those ambulances went by, it was like, yeah, like there was people, there's probably children in those ambulances. So that just, that um, sitting there was like, that. it was, it was just the, the worst thing I've ever seen and I didn't even I'm not even a first responder I didn't even have to see what they have to see what those teachers saw what those children saw so um it was just a really hard day and and, and it's only, you know gonna get worse for some around here the families that have to grieve and and process and um and there's a lot of connection I mean it's it, unfortunately we're one degree separated from every single one of these families yeah. um yeah, it, it's and, a small-knit community, even though we're in a big city. And, and these are moms, you know, who we sit next to in the coffee shop when we have our time. You know, these are moms that are in our Bible study groups or church families, sports and clubs and things like that. Um, we have friends in the hospital that are treating them. Like it's, it's I've gone very to that church. Personal. I've heard that pastor speak who yeah. lost a daughter there. And it was, it was, uh, it's a lot to process. And so, um doing our best to talk about it and 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 show compassion and love and and and, and patience with it all too is kind of hard yeah. well because you're we're going through all these feelings we're sad we're devastated yeah. um we're angry i felt the anger set in today like we're, i started to get really angry i mean everything that i can feel i'm i'm relieved that in some respects that you know nobody is still suffering from this like i'm yeah. i'm grateful that if Somebody's going to have to pass away that they went quickly. Yeah. And, you know, there there's so many different emotions that are piling on right now. Um, and yet there's no words for it. Like the more I, you know, I did try to post about it and you're like, is tragic the right word? Is horrendous the right word? Is it's I definitely like not accidental. To invent a new word to talk about all yeah. this because I can't. Unbelievable. It does not but seem that seems like a word you use at Disneyland. Not, know. you know, it just. It's just it's a really, really tough thing to talk about, and um, but we wanted you guys to know, like we're not ignoring it. We wanted to address it. It yeah. affects us personally, yeah. but we're okay. Our children are safe, yes. and we're very grateful. Um, but our community is going to be reeling for a really long time, and so if you can find a way to support um, an organization yeah. or a family or anything like that that could be helpful to these families, we would really appreciate. Uh, yeah, that. I'm. Uh, I'm today sending a pizza to the fire station where Mark reunited the like just. That's a great because thing. I'm like it's like the least like I don't know what I did that during COVID with the hospital near us just kept sending pizza um, to all the people that had to work long hours and stuff. So I was like, oh, that could I could do that. Like, how do you help? Right? How do you help? How do you move forward? Because Mr. Rogers says, look for the helpers. That's right. And um, you know, and, was, I, and I told you this yesterday, and I truly believe this. Like. You know, you talked about Cindy Hook, and that's one of the first stories you ever shared with me about your life and how that changed you and uh, your perspective on so many things. And yesterday when you called me and I could hear the panic in your voice and I knew something had happened. And when we finally got together, I just said this. Maybe this was God's way of 
letting you be a helper this time, of giving you an opportunity to serve. And I really, truly feel like that was a gift. It definitely was not nice is not the right word, but like it was it was a blessing to be able to be there to help when I could be down the street watching this unfold on the news and feel helpless. So I was it was definitely better for my heart if that. Even, there's there's no good in this situation, but, but you for, may have been an angel for that mom. You know, I couldn't have, I couldn't imagine living that experience, yeah. especially alone. So the fact that you were there and you and Mark picked her up and you got her where she needed to be, yeah. that's such a gift. Mark, um, I've never seen my husband fall apart like this before. I mean, it was it was uh, I've, I've never seen him this emotional and upset. And it was that's even hard too, right, to watch your family member fall apart. It's something that you've experience but we had the shared experience that was really interesting and um you know coming out of it is going to be interesting too but if you guys want to help at home I mean there's so many different there's tons of different ways you can we'll help put it. a post up with some links yeah. to I know that there's a fund that is going towards all of the families all the I victims. believe all the victims and then there's specific ones like GoFundMes and stuff for specific yeah. victims yeah. um so reaching out to first responders and we'll find ways to do that. Or if you want to get involved with uh, every town is a great um, organization or Sandy Hook Promise works a lot with mental health in schools. That's great. And identifying mental health issues. And um, yeah, so there's a lot of a lot of different ways that you can get involved depending on your how comfortable you are with that. But, um, and but yeah, this one hit close to home. I mean, they happen all the time. This is like the 300 something this year. But they this is this like one. Hit 128. Us. Or something like that. 128. 128. Yeah. It, um, but yeah. So we're going to try and move on from this today and bring you some more lighthearted content. Yes. But we had we to. We going to. We had to address the elephant in the room and we appreciate all of you people reaching out, checking on our families and yeah. our children. And, um, but we are, we are all safe and we're lucky enough to hug our little ones. Yes. So that being said, we are going to do some questions today. You want to do some questions? I do. I do. Um, also, oh, can we talk about the first episode of the new season of Succession? Okay. I, have you seen it yet? I have not. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Because I'm out on the whole, I haven't finished the first season, so I, I've Ew. got some catching up to do. Okay, fine. I apologize. I will hold everybody. on to that one. Did you finish Shrinking? Yes. Because we just had the finale. Yes. And I, I texted you show. that night, and I said, if you do not finish this, I'm going to be so angry you did, and I did I that. need no, to I, talk about it. You told me that, and I literally was hitting play. Okay, yes. excellent. It was so good. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I think it, it's the best show on television. I love it so much. There's so much complexity to it. I love every single character. I want to be Kristen Miller's character. She's so funny. She is the greatest. But what's so funny is they're all, I wouldn't want to go to any of them as therapists. No, but they're that, a hot mess. That, I've told you this before. Yeah. I think everybody in the world of psychology is a very traumatized person. Yeah. Like, I think that's how you get into it. Yeah. You know, like those who can't do teach or yeah, whatever. Yeah. I think those who can't regulate their mental health help well, other people with their mental health. Super apparent in this show. But also, you can't have a comedy <laughs> without, I mean, if you're going to do a comedy, why not make it about, the people that get oh, to hear it all, and, I, and and them messing up the the information all the you know, it is so giving the good. wrong direction, the wrong guidance. I love, and I just love how they all interact with each other. It's kind of no BS. Everybody's calling each other out on their own stuff, and everybody acknowledges that everyone else is just as messed up. It's very much like Ted Lasso with the light conflict that gets resolved. 
but yes. this way it's more childish. It's more childish um, conflict resolution. Um, like they just keep sleeping together and they shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that kind of thing. Uh, but I just, I, I just adore this cast. Yeah. I love this. What's sets. the girl from Saturday Night Live? She's the very long neck and she's the patient that keeps trying to leave her husband. <gasps> yes. What's her name? Oh, that is the greatest ending she of all time, by the way. She is so funny. Oh I'm my not going to spoil yeah, it. Yeah, that's a big spoiler. But I'm just telling you. It has the greatest ending on television. I was so mad, though, when you texted me and said it was the finale. I was like, no. <laughs> what do you mean it's the finale? Oh, yeah. We don't have the brain with us today, so she's going to have to actually Google things. I got to look this up myself. Things. Hold on, guys. And I don't have my pair of glasses. Oh, so hang on. Right I can do it faster than you probably then. Oh, and I don't have Wi-Fi on. Maybe My way. eyeballs work better than yours. You don't have Wi-Fi because you wanted to get on TikTok. I know. I was <laughs> trying to get on TikTok, and there's building. no TikTok in this bu- allowed in this building. <laughs> okay, let's see. Um, shrinking. Is Be Real allowed in here, by the Cast. way? Has ever, is everyone on Be Real? Be Real is now my new, my go-to for just like close Heidi friends. Heidi Gardner. Heidi Gardner. Okay. She so plays she, Grace. She is the, um, yeah, she's on Saturday Night Live, right? She's like a, a, like a she staple. Still? Oh, she no, was. I think maybe she left last year. It looks like 2022, unless maybe that's just because this season hasn't... And this season's still going on. Yeah, so maybe she's left or now, but yeah. she was on SNL. She's hilarious. Her character is Her character's amazing. amazing, so she's a patient. That's where it kind of starts. I think the whole show starts with her talking about she's her husband. First, yeah. And he snaps and says, leave your husband. He's a loser or something like if that. If you like, don't leave him, I won't be your therapist yeah. anymore. <laughs> and then There's the whole season worth of drama turns. unfolds there. Yeah. But... Perfect ending. It's a really great show. And, and then Ted Lasso is my favorite, most favorite ever. I've never laughed is, so hard. He's always been my crush. Like, I rarely give him enough That water credit. bottle. Oh, he gets a water bottle in the first episode yes. right, from Kristen And it, it's with him the entire season. And there's a very significant scene in the last episode where he takes a sip out of the water bottle. And I died. Yeah. It was so funny. His He's really, really, really funny. He's a funny, funny guy. And I'm glad to see him in that role. And he's, I mean, he does. So he did 1923 this year and he did this show. Like, that's just. But he's not funny in 1923. He's like a rough old Oh, no, he's a cowboy. He is a cowboy. But then Ted Lasso. How many, is it, how many have been out of that so far? It's just the one. season three. I think one episode is out so far. It's so good. It's so long that I thought that I finished it. And then Mark was like, oh, I fell asleep. Let's watch it again. I was like, great. I literally watched the first half three times. Like I do with my husband every time, you guys. Watch the first half three times. And then um, we kept watching, and I was like, oh, oh. And then I looked at the time on it. There was another half hour. I was like, oh, I only made it halfway through. It is so good. It's so good. I feel like there were episodes in the second season that could have been omitted, maybe should have been omitted. You mean like, so there were like one-off episodes, like one about, not Brick. What's his name? Uh, Coach. The other other coach. Um, The other American coach. Yes. That one was weird. I liked it, but I like that kind of stuff. But yeah, I admit it, it shouldn't have been a part of season. But two. I thought it was interesting because you don't really know much about him. He's such a weird uh, beard. Beard. Coach beard. He's a weird sort of character. He's like this. He's sort of like he's sort of like the the, the wise man in the back that's just like throws oh, out that the, I love the, it. the wise little wisdom, the little like one liners once in a while, and just makes so much. He's like Yoda or something, right? But like, I thought it was kind of nice to service him with one episode where you get into a little bit of like how quirky and weird he is and, so and his nightlife and all that. But the second season as a whole, I feel like did not live up to it, the standards set for it. I didn't mind it. You, ha- I think you had a bigger problem with it than I did. But 
I, I didn't mind it because I was still, I felt like it was the, still the same formula, still the same characters. They held true to that. They were just experimenting with where to go, I think. Yes. And I think they found their way back to where they need to be. At least so far, it's only one episode well, in. This show is just fascinating shall to see. me. The way they do it, the way they, so like this first episode, I don't think this will spoil anything, but like uh, Keely's um, having trouble at work with her new, her, her company, her yeah. company that she's running. Her employees. But she can't get them. Yeah, she can't get them to like engage with her. So she runs into a friend who has great advice. And so she brings her friend on board to give her a job. And one woman talks really nasty to her. And and she's really she bites her. Like she like gets really yeah. gritty with her and she leaves the room. And Keely goes, I'm so sorry about that. And leaves the room. And like normally that would be enough to sustain two or three episodes. Right. You and get into the, the drama. And what should we say? Should we do something? And then she goes to talk to this one. And then this happens. And then the, you know, she puts something in her coffee or, you know, they may they would make a big meal out of it. They 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 nip it in the bud by Keely immediately going to her saying, I'm sorry about that. I'll handle this. Going into the other room and saying, You can't talk to people like that. And then the woman's like, oh, okay. And she's like, we're not going to do that in my office. And they're like, okay, conflict done, wrapped up, beautifully handled, like the way that you want to see examples of adult mm-hmm. conflict being handled, the way it should be handled. Finding the humanity in it. But it's interesting because it's still entertaining. Normally that kind of stuff would be like not funny, well, but it the, is. So not to spoil it, but she finds something about her that she thinks is charming. Yeah. And it disarms her. It disarms her. And it suddenly diffuses the situation and it's exactly how you hope if you were in that situation it would go yeah so it's kind of nice to see it it is nice to see and that's the thing they keep doing that they keep Mm -hmm. finding recipes in their writing it's so the writing team needs to just win all the awards because the way they're able to handle that and still make it watchable and not like a documentary or a how to be a great adult, you know? I mean, that's technically what the show should be called, How to Be a Good Adult. <laughs> how to Be a Good how Adult. How to Be a Good Person. Yes. <laughs> like, let's call it that. But I think it's, like, so well done, so funny, so entertaining. I thought Ted Lasso in the first season, I was like, this guy's going to drive me nuts with his crazy optimism and his loud voice and his stupid American accent. And then, like, he actually gets, you know, wins you over every episode. And he brings this thinking chocolates to what's her face the Rebecca cookies. every is it cookies I every want to episode be Hannah Waddington I just I want, want to be look her. like Hannah Waddington I, I mean want to grow up and look like that cheekbones like that. that like I'm starting to put like uh, coconut oil she's on my face just so I can tall. have her highlight here I feel like she's got to be I think she's tall is she like yeah. as tall as me maybe I think she's probably as tall it as gives you. me hope yeah she is She's, I mean, I don't know how I she looks better every beautiful. season. She's incredible. Yeah. Like. Yeah. You can't oh, stop staring at her. No. Sure. And I never see tall women on television. Because yeah. all of you little munchkins run the world. Well, the small men like the small women because it makes them feel big. Did I say that out loud? Um, but anyway. Um, oh, another show I started to watch last night that I wanted to talk about, but unfortunately I fell asleep, <laughs> was Poker Face. Okay. Um, I don't know this one. Poker Face is the Natasha Leone show. So it, it, it takes place in a casino. The beginning is very intriguing, but Natasha Leone comes into it a little later. Is this um, one I can watch? Not probably not. Okay. Probably not. I think she works in the casino. She's a yeah, she's like a, a, a waitress mm-hmm. in like a little bunny costume type thing, like flirting around the, you know, trying to get the tips. Um, and there's like some crime bosses in the casino. So uh, I do not so want to know what happens in the first episode. Yeah, I think it's gonna be I think she's gonna somehow I have a feeling, let me just predict this right now because I have no idea. Um, 
And those of you that have seen it will probably be like, you're absolutely wrong. But <laughs> I want to predict something just to see if I'm right later on when I come back next week and okay. talk about this. Um, I think she's probably going to, if I wrote this, she would somehow help solve the crime <laughs> or get in with the mob or get in with the police. It could be an undercover to squash this crime boss situation in the casino. That's what I'm saying. No? Y'all Am can't I not right? See, <laughs> y'all can't see what's happening here, but the whole crew behind the camera is, is just going. Their head. Okay. Maybe she's a prostitute. I don't know. I don't know. I can't <laughs> wait. I can't wait to see what happens. It's going to be very exciting. Drug dealer. I don't know. Mother of three oh, at home. I, mean, I, I don't count know. on you for that update because this sounds like a no for me. I, I, yeah. I don't know that you're going to be watching this, but I will. I will check in and let you know. Also, there's another show I want to watch. What's the one with... Uh, who Steve Carell has a show. Someone was telling me about. I feel like I should know this. How have I missed this? Um, the the opening thing is uh the opening of the the poster for it was really interesting. Oh, apparently I can't spell Carell. Um, please hold. Steve Carell. Here he is. This He's is why we have a show. brain. I know, right? We need our brain. The patient, but the poster. I'll post this on our Insta, but. The patient. Is that Steve Carell in the poster? I just went to IMDb, guys. And it says poster, it is. But it's it it looks it does not look like him. It looks more like the guy from House. I think that's why I thought this was. This looks like something I can't watch. Um Hugh Laurie. I thought it looked like Hugh Laurie. That looks Yeah, like that it's... looks dark. Like there's so many doors opening in his brain and he's dragging a body. Yeah, you're not watching this. <laughs> but I do want to watch this, so I'm gonna check out I think it's uh on on Hulu. Speaking of Steve Carell, the other day I flipped on TV and you know sometimes like when movies are on TV that you've seen before, it's just kind of like... Comfort food. Comfort, yeah. You mm. just leave it on, despite the commercials and everything. That movie where he makes the little taxidermied rodents. <laughs> what is the Amazon? <laughs> and I just remember loving it so much. And I sat there and I watched like 45 minutes of it. Well, I mean, oh gosh. Just looking through his his IMDb, the guy There's is a great... in everything I love. Space Force, The Morning Show. I love Space Force. I mean, it just... Everything is like is just. I haven't watched Morning Show. I need to. You know, one of my very favorite movies is um um the one he did with uh, Julianne Moore. Um, oh my gosh, and that incredible cast. Uh, it's three words. Go with me here. <laughs> Crazy Stupid Love. <laughs> oh, I do like that one. Yeah, I love that movie. Marissa Tomei mm-hmm. in it. It's the one where I fell in love with Ryan Gosling. Well, it's not hard to do. And Mar- no, but in that movie, when he when he Mark and I always say to each other, "Be better than the Gap." Be better. Like he takes Steve Carell <laughs> shopping and he goes, are those New Balance or whatever? He goes, take them off, take them off. And he throws them over the balcony and like, he's like, let's go. That. And he goes, do you have a wallet? Give me your wallet. And he opens up the wallet. It's Velcro. And he looks down <laughs> at him and he looks, he gives him the slow burn. It's the best moment in, in celluloid, I think, as far as comedy goes. And then he says something about like, oh, I got this at the Gap. And he goes, be, he slaps him and goes, be better than the Gap. Be better than the Gap. The shirt's from the Gap. So good. <laughs> <laughs> like legit, it is. <laughs> it is. But it's just funny because he just the Velcro I wallet. This mm. by an Instagram elf. It's totally you. I love it. That's probably really comfy. Amanda, you know that I have been having trouble with my reading vision. I do know that it has been it's driving looking me nuts. Optimal today, though. It is looking optimal today. You know why? <laughs> I mean, the flowers aren't the only thing sprouting this spring. It's also time to let your creativity bloom, and you can do that with a pair of pear. A pair, pair of pear. A pair of pear eyewear. I see what you did there. Right? You can switch up your style in a snap because you snap on the base frames. You take the base frames and you snap on a magnetic top. And the frames start at just $25. It is so perfect. You can match any outfit. 
They have so many different prints, and there's glitter, there's color. So many, and then you can snap on a, a, a sunshade one. So it's sun, sunglasses. They're great for uh, keeping Blue blockers. Car. Yeah, blue blockers if you're at your computer a lot or if you just like watching our show on YouTube all the time. You know, there are hundreds of magnetic top frame styles to choose from and new collections every month. The top frames start at just $25, so you can create a collection that expresses every facet of your style. I am personally looking forward to the new Frida Kahlo and Van Gogh collections because oh, I feel like my cool. inner art history buff is just going to shine. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so if you're just getting started, you can get multiple looks for less than $100, including your prescription. Their virtual try-on lets you experiment with every base frame from the bold Wanda cat eye to the round Vincent Soto. Yes, and with frames designed for men, women, and kids, the whole family can customize their own look. There's top frames to make everyone smile, a timeless classic, superheroes, sports teams, sparkles. Tons of stuff. So much more. And Pear knows that vision is essential, so today over 200 million children worldwide who need glasses can't get them. And beyond helping you craft a style that's yours, Pear wants to do some good. So for every pair you buy, Pear provides glasses to a child in need. That's amazing. I love that they do that. So if you are ready to bring more color into your world this spring with Pear Eyewear, just go to PearEyewear.com backslash WWB for 15% off your first purchase. That's Pear, P-A-I-R. Iwear.com slash WWB. All right, should we finally get to our questions that we promised? Oh, them, like, I was going to tell you about oh. the taxidermied rodents, though. Yeah, what, what I discovered this group on Facebook that's called oh, no. Bad Taxidermy. Oh, no. Highly encouraged joining. Oh, Highly no. entertaining. There is a whole world of things you, you have that? never seen before. <laughs> You'll watch that, but you won't watch you. They're taxidermists. They're like stuffed animals. But they're not stuffed. They're stuffed real animals. Hang Skins on. and hair and eyeballs. I'm going to show you this. I don't know. That sounds disgusting. I'm telling you. I can't bad taxi. There it is. It's called bad taxi? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's a raccoon covered in fake flowers. Oh, but go up to the one above it. No. It's like a five-headed duck. No. no. <laughs> what? <laughs> I told Ew, you. Ew, gross. This Ew, is, I can't believe you were okay with, like, those... Why not? Look, Kermit. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's not cute. Please don't put that in your house. Like an ugly frog. We'll have to post this so I everybody can see so this stuff. I get so much There's joy some, out of this. This is nasty. All right, get that away from me. That's just beady eyes on a oh, carcass. I can't. I can't. I can't. <laughs> you are weird. You and your otters. Look, this one made trees out of bird feet. Okay, that's gross. What is wrong with you? <laughs> well, on that note, let's move on to questions. Let's move away from taxidermy, please. Um, okay. Scott says, what's your weirdest experience in someone else's house? Oh, boy. What's your... You have one? I can't think of one. I, I attract those moments. Tell me about them. Okay. Worst experience at someone else's house. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of which are appropriate to share that, A, people aren't listening and are going to know because it uh -oh. was at their house. <laughs> uh oh Make it vague. Change the names. Um, Like if it's Melissa, make it Melissa. I don't think anything's ever happened to your house. No. Luckily. Well, that's good. <laughs> there are always parties. I hope it's not. I don't know. Um, uh, okay. Yes, I know. Um, this one time. When we were irresponsible adults with no children, my husband and his best friend, who may or may not be in this room, <laughs> uh, decided that they were really into wizard rock. Okay. 
Do you know what Wizard Rock is? I don't. Is? Okay. I think we may have talked about this in an early episode, but um, basically it is rock bands that sing songs, and it's basically uh, Harry Potter fan fiction in songs. Oh. Or Harry Potter stories. Said to me, it, it, but there are actual legit Wizard Rock bands, and so these two gentlemen had a phase. We'll call it a phase. And we find out that one of these wizard rock bands is coming and they're playing someone's house like in a neighborhood over from us. And so they are dead set. We are going. And I'm like, cool. I'm always up for a new experience. Love concert. Sure. So we may or may not have gone to have a picture of margaritas before this. (laughs) (laughs) We pull up into this random suburban neighborhood outside of Nashville, park in front of this house. We realize there's not very many cars there for it being, like, a concert. Mm. But, again, it's been, like, publicized on this band's website. And so we're like, we're here. We're doing it. So we go to the door. And when we knock on the door, a teenage girl answers. And we're like, uh, we're here for the show. (laughs) And they're like, oh, okay, come on in. So we walk in to find out that it is basically a 16-year-old girl's birthday party. Oh, no. (laughs) And we are... You think it's a show, but it's like just a private party for... It's clearly someone's friends. Oh, my god! In the dining room. There's cake. There's balloons. We were offered punch. And you don't know whose house this is. There's her random parents who were staring at us. And so we don't know what to do because we've brought ourselves here. It might be more awkward to leave at this point. Oh, my gosh. So. <laughs> That's funny. Then the the music starts. The band is playing in the living room, which they've cleared all the furniture out of it except for, like, one sofa. And so all the kids are kind of standing around. You guys stayed? <laughs> you guys stayed? Wait, that's the the weird part. You guys stayed? (laughs) It was her birthday. If we just turned around and left, it would have been so mean. I don't think she would have minded. She She probably honestly would have preferred it. it. (laughs) We didn't know what to do. Okay, let's keep in mind, we're also like really socially awkward people anyway. And at 25-ish, we were even more so. So the three of us together, three. Did maybe, you tell them why you're there? Did you at least say like we're just here to see the band? Yes, we misunderstood. Yes, yes, we did, and we. But I mean, the parents glaring at you. Yeah, the, I mean, none of the kids wanted to talk around us because they're like <laughs> they might be narcs, you know. Like <laughs> it was so awkward. So we stayed for like maybe three songs, and then Logan looks at me. He's like, <laughs> so I like pick up my phone. I'm like. Oh, yeah, we'll be right there. And I, like, usher them out of the door. Oh, my gosh. The most awkward thing. This yeah, happened. that is weird. This house. I was going to tell my story is not nearly <laughs> as exciting. I think the only thing I can really think of is that when we lived in Connecticut, we would go to parties all the time at different people's houses. Sometimes it was at our house. But I have one friend whose husband would kind of, like, quiet guy, hangs in the back, like, nondescript, just sort of nice guy. Just, you know, he'll talk to you if you talk to him, but he does. he's not really, like— coming around very often, but every once in a while at a party where it's co-ed, he'll, all of a sudden, he'll disappear from the room, but nobody really notices because he's kind of quiet. And all of a sudden, someone else will show up with a crazy, like, black rock wig or blonde straight hair, like, really yellow straight hair, or, and we're like, 
Eric. And it was, so it's, his name's Eric. <laughs> uh, and he would show up in these wigs and he brought his wig bag and all the men would disappear and all the men would come back in with wigs. And somehow it made every party so awesome <laughs> that all the guys would be in different wigs and they would just take on these personas. It was like Halloween every time he was around because all the guys would just like so put just on these wigs. he traveled around with a bag of wigs? He traveled with a bag of wigs. He kept it in his car at all times. I have a funny story about that. Uh-oh. Do you keep wigs in your... <laughs> so this one time, a long time ago, the brain had his own television show and which they did a lot of sketch comedy on. And this one night we're out. He used to drive this really like obnoxiously orange H2 Hummer. Oh. And it got a lot of attention because it was yeah orange. And a Hummer. And a Hummer. At the time, yeah, it was like, okay. So we're out (laughs) driving around one night, minding our own business. He gets pulled over because... He's in a bright, bright green, He's in a bright, or bright orange, orange Hummer. Hummer. Yeah. And that happened all the time. So the cops like looking around in the back of the, like with his flashlight, like looking through the windows and he brain's just sitting there minding his own business. And the guy goes up to the window and he goes, what you doing with all them wigs? Oh, oh no. In the back, Logan had forgotten that he had all the costuming from the show. He had to return to the rental warehouse. Yeah, yeah. Including that would a look- massive trash bag full of blonde wigs. <gasps> oh, that looks creeper. <laughs> and Logan's like, oh, oh no. I can He's explain. Total creeper. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No. Yeah, that would be. Um, uh, that would be a little sketch for me. Yeah, I not would- as fun as a party trick, though. No, but it can be fun. Bring those wigs around. I- Tell Logan to throw them back in his car. Let's do this. Let's do this thing. <laughs> <laughs> he drives a really... Low-key car now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Scott also asked us, what television series deserved at least one more season? Oh, gosh. Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23. Oh, I've never watched that one. It was so good. She was a little obnoxious to me. Yes, but that was the point. <laughs> I know. Well, she was the bee in 23. It right? was so good. Um, I would have to say, and I know this is like what everybody would say, but Game of Thrones. Mm. It needed another. We needed to see. We need to see a little more. Mm. Not, not go back, but I think a little bit more. Gilmore Girls. 90210? No, I'm just kidding. Def- definitely did not need another. There is a lot of 90210. I'm trying to think of what else I've just been so... Oh, The Mindy Project. Did you ever watch that? No. I loved yeah. The Mindy Project. This was in my days of not watching TV. Um, but that came out. Is there anything else that I... I'm sure there's a ton. I mean, how much more could, like, I don't know, Family Ties go on? Or uh, Golden Girls? They could have done that for another two decades. Designing Women. Mm, that's a good one. That was a great one. I do love my Annie Potts. All right. Well, Lizzie or Lizzie says, "What's the best thing about being a mom?" Oh, hello. Are you from over in the UK somewhere? Mom. And what are you binging with your kids? Um, best part about being a mom. <laughs> There's good and bad. Uh, but best part. Best. Oh my gosh, all of it. You know what I always loved? My favorite thing was when they come, and this doesn't happen anymore, especially since they don't ride the school bus anymore. They come off the bus and they run into my arms and like. I appreciated every hug they gave me after getting off that school bus because I was like, someday they're not going to want to hug. And now I'm in that phase where even Tucker this morning, even dropping him off after the sad day we had yesterday and bringing him to school and talking to him this morning about tough stuff, dropping him off and saying he always I always let him unbuckle a few seconds before so he can come kiss me on the cheek. And um, this time he came up to give me the kiss, but we were actually pulled up to the front of the school. Oh, no. And he went, <gasps> and he, like, got to my hair and then turned around and, like, and flew out the door. So you got like, the, nope. the side hug I didn't head. even, yeah, side hug, like, barely, yeah, like an air kiss, like a, bye, I gotta go. Oh. But I do love my, 
I love the snugs. And they snuggle, whether it's at night before bed or when they get off the bus. Sometimes I get touched out easily, but I try to remind myself that this, like, is short-lived. I won't have them home and snuggly forever. Yeah. So I know you you still have little ones, and it can be. Tucker is a lot, so he does a lot of, like, if he sits next to you, he's— on you. Yeah. And if he sleeps in the same bed as you, he is on top of you. And this child is big and always needs like constant connection. But yeah, I try to remind myself it's hard though sometimes. I have three koala children. <laughs> so this morning, oh my gosh, it, but it made my heart happy because I was having really, I was holding it together for them and putting on my bravest face because I knew, I felt in my heart like it was the right thing to do to send them back today. Yeah. Um, and, but they were, all like legitimately like in my lap, yeah. all three of them. And I was holding them there and I just kept think- thinking like, oh my gosh, thank you, God. Like this yeah. like moment, like this is why I love being a mom. And like sending them out after that was maybe even harder, but also it was so sweet. Uh. That, uh, yeah, I, I just love that. And I love their personalities. Like all three of my children are so different. Yeah, Getting to see how, I mean, they're all being raised in the same environment. I yeah. talk to them all the same. But somehow they were like the have identical DNA. Genetics, yeah. yeah. So the fact that they're all so different is fascinating to me. And I love having, we're to the point now where we can have actual conversations. Yeah. Uh, And so I'm kind of getting the friendship side of them too. Oh, see, that's the fun part until it goes downhill and they don't want to talk to you anymore. And then they're friends. You know what someone just told me is I need to make friends with the senior girl moms. I don't know a single senior girl at the school. I don't know who... I don't know a girl's name at the school. I know two girls that I've heard of, one that I've met, but I I, I don't think I could pick her out of a lineup. Like, I, I need to find some moms that are girl moms in the senior class so I can get some gossip. Oh, because yeah. I can't get any word on anything Mason's going, what's going See, on. That's with why this I luck out that my son, all of his best friends are girls. Yeah. I hope it stays See, that's, that way. That would be that way with Brady or so, Tucker. But. <laughs> I'm in the know. Well, Mason... Um, yeah, Mason, luckily, he will tell me some things. They do like to kind of confide mm-hmm. on me. And, Mom, what do I do about this? Or, Mom, this girl likes me. Or, Mom, you know, so I get a little bit of that. But um, but not often. Like, a lot of times I have to go to their old friends in, like, Connecticut or Tahoe and ask, yeah. hey, do you know if Mason is, uh, you know, liking on that girl? Or do you know if he was, was did he did he make it to school the other day? Or, you know, that kind of thing. I'm like, I have to, like, ask random people like, for according information. According to Live 360, he did. But <laughs> if know, he exactly. didn't, we don't have a chance. He turned off his Live 360, that kid. Um, what are you binging with your kids, though? Uh, we watch a lot of Bluey. And, oh, see, the girls are into all the things on Netflix. So, like, Gabby's Dollhouse, uh, Rainbow High. Um, I, I Gabby's Dollhouse, I've had to actually, oh, my gosh, you just reminded me. My nephew's birthday's coming up, and i got to get him something from that. Well, <laughs> Gabby's Dollhouse, is, I mean, honestly, to be a parent uh, with kid TV now, it's actually pretty entertaining there's so much like i'm not upset about any of it the only thing i don't love my son loves the youtube videos about like video games and- the YouTube. oh that either the video games or tucker watches the ones about five nights at freddy's stuffed animals playing so mm-hmm. some kid is playing with the stuffed animals and making these stories which yes. obviously is produced by an adult somehow because i'm pretty sure and- the ones the girls like are done in russia because the girl oh, has yeah. a very strong accent it's really? Like these <laughs> frozen dolls, Anya, Anya and Elsia. And they <laughs> well, why does every YouTuber have an annoying voice or scream all the time or the talk screaming. at the top of their lungs? What is the screaming? My my Someone 15 year old Brady, he's up in the bedroom screaming and Mason got mad at him the other night. He was like, 
Brady, shut up. Because Brady's like, ah, you're going to get me. Ah. And we're like, oh my gosh, you sound like a teenage girl that just like found a spider every time you play a video game. <laughs> like every five minutes we hear this scream coming from your room. That's you got to take it down a notch, dude. But um, I'm watching, uh, it's funny, Mason's into Impractical Jokers now. And I'm seeing Fun. a lot of, that show's been on a really long time, I yeah. think. But it, like all of a sudden this teenage group is watching it. Tucker's watching the stupid YouTube, and we're trying everything we can to get him to watch, like, all that. Or, Some um, good classics. He's back on Jesse on Disney. He likes that show, oh, yeah. so he's back yeah, on that or funny. bunked. Um, but then uh, Brady is trying to get us to watch Parks and Rec because he went through that whole series. Oh, that's a good and he one, loves too. it. So he wants, well, he wants Mark to watch it, and I got a little jealous. I was like, why do you want Daddy to watch it? You guys already have enough to talk about with football and everything. Like, can I watch it and we talk about that? Can that be our thing? So I'm kind of sneaking in and watching it with Mark, even though I'm not, I mean, not that I'm not supposed to, but I wasn't asked. I'm I'm okay. I'm all right. I'll be all right. Yeah. You sound a little bitter. And JD says, do you miss Saturday morning cartoons? What were your favorites? I absolutely miss Saturday morning cartoons. I don't because I want to be asleep on Saturday morning. Yeah, but I miss it for my kids, I guess. I miss that they don't have that. But they have it every other time. But they don't have we it like had to we wait do. Because we didn't have TV on But that's what was so fun was waking up on Saturday morning and just sitting in front of the TV. But it was like, what, two hours of... Four hours of... Yeah, it was most in the morning. But it was great. And everyone was watching the same thing. So on Monday, you'd talk about it. What was on Saturday morning? Yeah. I don't know. That was not, never a huge thing for me. I was a sleepy kid. <laughs> Mark's got Tucker watching every morning Looney Tunes. He wants him... He's like, we're trying to get him away from the YouTube. So he's got him watching Looney Tunes. I did used to love Ren and Stimpy on Saturday morning. But mostly because we would have an uncle stay over at our house a lot. And he would be asleep on the sofa. <laughs> and he was... 100% grossed out by Ren and Stimpy. Oh. Which is fair because it is disgusting. If yeah. you go back and watch it, it is All so gross. But we would turn it on just because I'm sure he was already hungover. And oh. He was sleeping on our sofa. But he would wake up to happy, happy, joy, joy. Happy. You know, and boogers and log and log. Oh my gosh, I forgot about log. Yeah. Um, one of my favorites was the WWF. Uh, one well back then it was WWE was WWF but yes. they had like a wrestler one and I love the that cartoon. I love when Junkyard Dog came out um, what's the best gift a fan has given you um, oh my gosh I have some fun ones I we have one around here that says woohoo I'm, oh it's in our dressing room actually woohoo I'm normal go tell the cat a sign yeah, someone made <laughs> I, I, I gotta go tell the cat so that I have that um, I get a lot of fan art um, and uh, bracelets and things like mm -hmm. that so Trying to think of the best thing a fan ever got me. I don't know. A fan's never gotten me anything. No, I don't. I mean, until like a year ago, I was just a stay-at-home mom. <laughs> so. You know what? Logan's your biggest fan. What did he give you? Oh, Logan's giving. Let's me see, lots Chonky. Chonky, your ring, Chonky. There you go. That's from your biggest fan. Um, Kaylin says, "I'm curious about Amanda's anchor necklace. What's the story?" This is actually a very sweet story. So. This necklace I've worn every single day with, like, only minor exceptions since the day my oldest was born. Um, my sister and I had always discussed getting matching tattoos. And we were always going to get anchors because we feel like we're each other's anchor. Our family is what we're rooted to. That's, you know, no matter what happens in life, we're always going to be pulled back to each other. And so we had always kind of decided that was going to be it. And we just never did it. And when we found out we were having a little boy, my sister, her name is Erin, she spells it like a boy. And so when we were trying to decide- Like A-A-Ron. Yes, she's A-A-Ron. So when we were trying to figure out a name for Riker, um, a middle name really, 
all, I mean, it didn't take long for us to land on Aaron. Well, we kept it a surprise. Oh. And so on the day Riker was born, um, the nurse came in with all the paperwork. You know, you got to do the birth certificate and everything. And Logan kind of took over, and he has terrible handwriting. So it was a perfect excuse for me to be like, hey, Aaron, can you do this for us? Because oh. she was in the room. And so, and I, you know, had had surgery and was holding a baby yeah. and the whole thing. So she's like, of course. So she sits down and she's like, okay, and asking us the questions and filling in the answers. And so it gets down to the name and she's like, okay, Riker. And she looks at, she's just like, have y'all decided on a middle name yet? Like, we haven't even discussed this. I was like, oh yeah, it's Aaron. <laughs> and she goes to write it down and it occurs to her what Aww. we've said. And of course, tears ensue and it was a very sweet moment. And we get through all of that. And then Logan comes in and he's got two Tiffany bags. Oh. And he hands me he one. He gave you both a push present? He gave us, well, so we have matching. I didn't even get a push present. We have my matching sisters. anchors. Oh, that's so cute. And so that's why. Um, so mm-hmm. that's the significance of my anchor necklace. I want my sister's, this is my sister's thing. I have a gold ring. I always wear it. It's a knot. It's from when one of my sisters asked us all to be in her wedding. And it was attached to the little invite that said, will you be, will you help us tie the knot? Will you stand next to me while we tie the knot? Something like that, right? So it says that on the card. And there was like a little aluminum ring next to it. And we found out, you know, and all seven of my sisters are scattered amongst the world. And um, and this was, I guess this was about seven, eight, nine years ago. And uh, she gives it to us. And we all realize we're all wearing them, like all the time. I've given them so many pieces of jewelry that are matching <laughs> Tiffany bracelets, bracelets that were made with all of our initials on a disc, like all this stuff. Nothing's ever stuck that everyone wore. And this was something that everyone wore. Tiny little ring, um, but it was getting all bent out of shape because it was just made of aluminum, you know, made by Hallmark or something that was attached to the card. And so I said to her, she's like, what do you want for Christmas? What do you want for Christmas? I was like, I just want you to make, I just want the ring for real, like made out of something solid. (laughs) And uh, she made them for all of us that year. So we've all been wearing them pretty much since she got married. This is Emily, who we interviewed a few weeks ago. And uh, so this was Emily's wedding. So all seven of the sisters pretty much, I think, I want to say like six out of seven of us wear it every day. That's so sweet. If not all seven of us. So I just love when jewelry has a story. And this is I just love so stories. special to me. Oh, I wish I had um, the necklace on you gave me for my birthday last year because it had oh, you put so much meaning into it. I think I had it on for last week's episode, but it has these, it's this little string of opals. And tell me again, do you remember what it was about? You said the opals stand for? Transformation. Transformation, they change color, right? Mm-hmm. Depending on the situation. But you also said they were faceted. They're faceted because you're multifaceted. I'm multifaceted. There's so many different sides of you. And it's an You honor. put so much thought into that necklace, and I love that necklace so much. Oh, I, I love, love you. I, I love, love your you personality. Too. I feel like it represents who you are so well. I love you so much. I'm not going to ask you how many emails you have this week. <gasps> that is true. I'll leave sure. you alone. But next week, we're checking. <laughs> Well, thank you guys. This has been so fun. Um, It's been nice to actually get real with you guys and talk about some important stuff and then kind of have some some bingy chat and some questions and stuff. So uh, thanks for checking us out this week, you guys. And we'll post some stuff about how you can help around with the Nashville situation and just sending you guys a lot of love and... um, Gosh, I want like a benediction, right? Like a... What was it? May your snacks... Oh, yeah. Be plenty. May your snacks be plenty and your... QB full. What? QB full? QB full. All right, let's make it QB full. May your QB full and your snacks be plenty. (laughs) Till next week. Bye.